0: They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of. They talking all of. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Of this madness.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Aloy Aaron Lloyd. I'm drumming my best friend, X2Fly Eric Trembicki. How you doing, man? Nice hat.
0: What up? What up? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm doing great. You know, I got, I got my drinks. Got you. <laughs> I'm
1: here. What else do I need? That Levante protein. Nothing like it. Uh, oh. So uh, as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is our 2022 Matt Madness Maddie, Maddie Awards episode. But before we get into that, um, Happy New Year! Uh, yeah, yeah, that. And I'm not gonna jump into what. For first of all, last night I put way too much. I put I put way too much. I cared way too much last night at the gym about this. So that salty shit is it's, it's not real. So we'll move on. So while we were gone, Vince McMahon uh, forced his way back into the company as a board of directors. And Imagine
0: that, Vince forcing himself on something. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. So I'm not gonna really get into the whole salty stuff, but he's basically back in. He's basically back in power to for, to distribute a sale for the company. And if that wasn't like the most savage shit you've ever ever seen, ever, i say he's going to block a a TV deal and media deals unless he's back in power. Um, I'm not sure. I know you remember that Pat McAfee interview that he did last year, but in that interview, he said something that always stuck with me. He says, a lot of people run from confrontation. I embrace confrontation. He loves it. And that pretty much sums him up (laughs) right there. So... He's back in for sale. Stephanie resigned as CEO, and right after that happened, I was like, "Something's got to be up." And then the Saudi stuff came out last night, late real last night. The rumor going around, but that's been debunked by Ariel Hawani and other sources. Ariel Hawani—that's the val- that's the most valid source you can believe because he's close with Nick Khan. So, what do you? And you have any thoughts about Vince kind of like forcing himself back in? To- to the board directors, he's not coming on TV. It's just more of the board stuff.
0: Not coming on TV yet, and I hope not. Um, I'll keep my. I guess I'll keep my thoughts short and sweet on it. Um, when it comes to Vince, uh, one thing I've learned for the past twenty five years, if not more, um, can never be surprised. <laughs> I know he loves confrontation. Uh, he is an egomaniac. This didn't surprise me at all, in the slightest these these rumors and these shenanigans and these memes like some of the memes are funny yes um i appreciate everyone's thoughts on it um i do think everyone's kind of overreacting now you know for the sake of a good laugh and a meme i'm here for it um the fact that triple h is going to be out and everyone he brought back is going to be out people are going to get fired i'm not foreseeing that coming um they want Triple H to keep booking the way he is. The product's getting hot. You, you don't want to soil that. With Stephanie, everyone bugged out about Stephanie resigning. Keep in mind, Stephanie was taking a leave of absence and came, returned just to save face for the family name and for the company when her father was going through all this. Triple H is in charge. He's Got Sean doing NXT. It's the new year. He's got William Regal back. There's a lot going on. She doesn't need to be there. Her dad's coming back in the picture. It gives her an easy reason to kind of be like, y'all really don't need me? So I kind of think everyone bugged out a little too much. I think it's an easy topic to make content about. I'm not knocking. I mean, I will knock the journalists, the people that come out here and put all this stuff out. But... I do almost listen to Busted Open daily now, and I mean, last night they do a rare. They just dropped, like, you know. Um, Dave LaGreca dropped like a twenty-minute episode just talking by himself. You know, seven eight p.m. last night, just talking about his initial thoughts on it. Then today's episode, him, Dreamer, and Mickey James was all just talking about this, uh, or at least the you know majority of the show was talking about it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen, but. Good, bad, or indifferent, good thing I'm a bigger fan of the other company.
1: <laughs> yeah, and something else that I found interesting was, he when he first came back, he made it known that Triple H and the people in, in power of creative, they're not going to change. <clears throat> but something else that came out was, a part of a sale, since, he's, or, since he, he'll be orchestrating the sale, is that... That will be kind of his way of getting himself back in charge of creative. A part of the terms and conditions of a sale. And I'm like... If you're coming back... To to, to, to your spot... And you're going to try to... You're saying this one thing now about Triple H is going to be in control. But if you're coming back with this vengeance to just get back onto the board... You're definitely going to try to initiate that... Into some kind of sale. And... I'm not sure if anybody really wants to touch Vince McMahon right now because you see the the companies that are interested in like uh, Comcast, uh, Disney, Fox, and others. I don't think any of them want to touch Vince McMahon right now. And there's so many other things that have to go with this deal for to actually finish. So many little details about who's going to be in charge of creative and who's going to be running the thing, the day to day stuff. So it's real a lot to go on if a sale is going to happen, but a sale is probably going to be imminent and we'll have to see what happens. And me as a wrest me as a wrestler fan, like I can kind of care less who kind of owns the company. I care about the show more than who owns it for the most part. And we'll see what happens, but I'm definitely intrigued <laughs> by what's going
0: so, on. So like, I, I guess because I haven't seen the meme of it and this is just like the way my brain works. It's like, I love like, you know, Oh, it's a Saudi company. And it's like the, the Hogan meme is one of my favorites. Like, Fight for the rights of only men. <laughs> so, like, those memes are funny, but like, also, like, when you're mentioning the companies, Comcast, Disney, these other, these big conglomerates that could buy it. My favorite is like, I saw they said something about like Saudi going in and like, um, gonna have to the, do the network and like redo, um, Sable and Sunny getting their clothes ripped off <laughs> and putting full body suits and the king is like freaking out about seeing nothing but like (laughs) what i'm thinking more of is like if disney which you know i'm a big star wars fan and like they changed so much about it because of like all the pc stuff that goes around with disney and like modern day words you can't say and i'm just thinking about how like it's it's gonna be heck in the cell oh we're gonna (laughs) settle this we got heck in the cell or imagine what they would have to ECW just wouldn't exist. I'm thinking about <laughs> all the ridiculousness of it. Um, th- there's just so much stuff that would just be... It-, it would really be just, let's cancel Peacock. It ain't cancel the network. It's going to be canceled, Peacock. <laughs> all
1: right, yeah, so that's enough about that. I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest a little bit. One more thing while we well, were going... Well, go ahead.
0: I was going to give one little tidbit. Since you just you know ran up north, I'm going to just... Shout out to Jacksonville Two things real quick You know, since we are in the new year Before we go celebrate 2022 If you weren't aware You know Adam Cole came back tonight I saw And more exciting news I do want to tip my hat To not my favorite wrestler Probably not your favorite wrestler But arguably one of the greatest wrestlers in the world New IWGP United States Champion Kenny Omega For the second time And officially As of about 37 minutes ago Two-time trios tag champion because him and the Elite just won the best of seven in the latter match. I got a couple thoughts about that, but we we can we can save
1: that. Oh, oh how I'm surprised! Of <laughs> the result, yes, yes. <laughs> so you yeah, like the, the the result I don't want to think
0: was surprising. The match was good. The match was fun. I have, you know, it's really cool that we get that match on like free TV. But like these car crash ladder matches, I really almost feel like they should save them for pay per view because the commercial breaks. Like, and I get it, we get the picture in picture. But like, I don't know. Work night, school night, TV's on, and it goes to commercial. I can't help. There's stuff I gotta do. So the commercials on, I'm getting up, and I'm getting my iPad, my 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 laptop ready to do this. I'm getting my charger ready. I'm. You know, the steamer out for Valentino's uniform for tomorrow. I can't sit there and those three minutes, there's stuff I can do. So I kind of wish I was more in a pay per view so I could pay more attention to it and not miss, you know, two commercial breaks. So six minutes in a match isn't really viewed. Um, outside of that, the match was great. However, if I'm correct, me and you love little wrestling tidbit facts. But if I'm correct, this is, and if it happened, it was somewhere really minor league. But it's the second time ever there was a trios, a six-man tag ladder match, which you and I were in attendance for the first to one. To my was, knowledge, yeah. Ring of Honor. Yeah. Ring of Honor, six-man tag. Um, the Bucks and Flip, Flip Gordon losing to SCU. Mm-hmm. One thing that bothered me, and I don't know if you or Aaron mentioned anything. You guys probably did. I know I had a few drinks that night. Um if you recall six man tag there's three belts should be up in the air over your right shoulder we see one of them there there was only, there was one belt rather than all three. Oh, really they just pulled one six man tag title and that was the win but there was only one in the air so from you know ladder matches you know, shout out to razor shout out to sean shout out to brett but rock and triple h but still ladder matches to us specifically you and me that's about tag team wrestling. You know, the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian made those things famous, especially these barn burner style ones. I mean, how many times can you just think of, like, the Hardys falling with the belts or Edge and Christian up there on top of the table pulling the belts one by one? Kenny is beat up over here trying to reach for the belt. There's three of them. There's about an 8 to 12-inch gap between the two. Either way, and... um as Scalibur, while Kenny's struggling, grabbing at his ribs, I don't know if he's just selling, while he's trying to get it, Scalibur's just saying, he's like, you just need to get one, you just need to get one. So he pulls one belt down, and then, you know, it's there's the belt, there's a the celebration. So he's celebrating with the one belt over and over, and you can tell the crowd, like, the crowd can't hear commentary, so mm-hmm. I don't know if they were surprised. I think the crowd was kind of of the, the thought, like, wait, you know, are we are going to be getting the belt? so that'd be my, my only nitpick and that's something that's definitely worth fixing well you kind of of aw but i'll definitely point out you know my my concerns i'm pretty easy going with nitpicks but that was something that didn't rub me the wrong way
1: well you kind of helped me with my segue so new japan uh wrestle kingdom happened while we were away as well i have not seen kenny omega in um osprey so i heard it was excellent Her, Everybody's loving her. They're saying it's a match to your contender. I have not seen it yet. But the one thing I wanted to bring up, I'm not sure if you had any interest. I know you asked me for the login, which I do not remember anymore. So we got Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet, make her debut.
0: Pause. Sorry. It's because of this. Did you see me in Pasha's correspondence?
1: I saw him respond, but I didn't – that one time. I, not go, I did not go through the entire conversation.
0: Yeah, so basically I just, you know, chitter-chatter on tw- Twitter – OG of the Matt Madness podcast, Mister Ron the II. He's probably listening right now. But yeah, he, you know, I, I casually just asked if the login's still active, and he said something about 7.99 came out of his account today. Why is there something worth watching? So I'm confused. I'm like, I haven't seen this guy in 20. I haven't seen him in 24 months, and for 24 months, he's still been paying eight dollars for this New Japan shit. Like, that's insane. If it's true. But I've gotten a new phone since then, this is a different laptop, it used to be on my iPad, I gave my iPad to Valentina, I don't know what it is, it was <laughs> on my Roku, I didn't even, I, I don't know, I didn't even try, I was just like, it eh, is what it is, that's insane that he even replied, and I just replied said something about Mercedes, you know, debut, but please, run with it.
1: Yeah, so, um, before I start, Preps want to appreciate this, we're going to throw that whole wig of her outfit in the tub, because that was awful, but... It was good to see her for the first time in a long time. Uh, a lot of, of course, everybody's talking about how the crowd didn't react, and she did. Her 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 move in the ring was botched. Not sure if it was on her and or Kyrie's end, but whatever. Mercedes Monet is in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and she is challenging for the IWGP Women's Championship on uh, February eighteenth, I believe, in San Jose. So, any thoughts on Mercedes Monet debuting in, in New Japan?
0: yes several things one all right you guys have always been like and i always feel like you know i've always been kind of the least vocal about you know certain things in the women's division um always been a fan of sasha but you guys have always been crucial about her hair i actually i think the hair is cool if it's going to be like a new japan exclusive like when she does stuff And obviously the show she's going to be doing is you know um Battle in the Valley is gonna be in San Jose, it's gonna be in California, it's gonna be in the States. It is under the New Japan banner, so I would like her to, you know, keep with that hair. It's very different. It is very it is very Japanese esque. So I kind of appreciate that. Um people people complaining about the, the pop. I don't I feel like she, she got a noise reaction. She got a noise reaction during the entrance. It was the in ring segment she didn't. Which they're always, unless it's a, like a heel turn, new, Japanese crowds are kind yeah. of always wishy-wash like mm-hmm. that. Um, the move the move botch, that was very unfortunate. It was a new move, though. Mm-hmm. It, so, I, I'm sure it was practice, at least I would assume. Um, her and Kyrie have had matches before. They have chemistry. Um, so, I'm going to be open-minded. I look very much forward to watching this. I hope I get to watch it live. You have interest in watching
1: their match next month? Um, I'll catch it secondhand. My, nothing. There's nothing. Nothing. I'm really going to go out of my way to see. Like, if I, when I when it mm-hmm. comes on, if if I can find it by some means, I'll watch it. And I'm sure it'll be all all over social media anyway. But yeah, it's yeah. she's definitely a draw because not like not this like you know I'm an advocate for for women's wrestling. But when has anybody ever really brought up the IWGP Women's Wrestling?
0: Well, it just started.
1: Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Kyrie's the, fir- Kyrie's the first. So this is actually, if I'm correct, I could be wrong, but um, so this Wrestle Kingdom 17, this is the first time there's been a, a women's match on the show. Okay. Okay, That makes so, sense then. It, and I could be wrong. Listen, listener can crucify me in the comments, but what I'm uh, under the influence with, stardom has a lot of Japanese mm-hmm. influence, and they have a relationship. They just forged a relationship with New Japan because it obviously brings more eyes. Okay. Where Stardom strictly women, so I guess Kyrie was doing stuff with Stardom, and they, you know, she won the inaugural IWGP Women's Championship. Okay. Um, I think she defended it once prior to wrestling Kingdom, so she was she defended it, retained, and then you know Mercedes made her debut. They had this. Um, yeah, but so so it's exciting. It, it, it actually, you know, which is a good point. And it's something, you know, not that I would know, but I wouldn't have ne- uh, regularly known this, but obviously I'm such a belt mark that, you know, even the, if I don't watch New Japan regularly, I kind of always know what's going on with their titles. So I know this is a new belt.
1: Okay, so thank you actually filled in a lot of holes for me, so I appreciate that. But yeah, so she's definitely going to bring...
0: Best friends, we do this for each other. <laughs>
1: yes, so she's definitely going to bring way more eye to the product. Because she does have a, a massive following. And then, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter. I forgot how many new subscribers subscribe to um, New Japan World to watch it. But you can you can, you can can kind of count that for her and Omega. Whichever way you want to do it. But she is definitely a draw for New Japan and New Japan World. And as we always say on this show, Japan's not really worried about us. Japan's doing their own thing. Yeah. No? So, we don't really have to. So, so
0: I haven't seen the stat. And... Omega coming back to New Japan—that's awesome—and I—I I don't want to be all face with this. I think the majority of people did not see him winning the title. I think a lot of New Japan purists didn't see him winning the title. A lot of New Japan purists, from what I've read, they—they they saw this being what Osprey wanted, and this being him getting the torch pass. Um, I would think more than fifty percent of whatever increase. Of New Japan World was for was for Mercedes, formerly known as Sasha.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, she, she's definitely a part of that between her and Kenny because the New Japan car, Not that I, not that I really keep up with it, but this is probably like one of the least amount of buzz I've heard New Japan, a uh, Wrestle Kingdom get in a long time.
0: Yeah. So, and I love that, you know, this show is for the the Maddies, the the 2020 Maddies. But, you know, while we're on the topic, there's a few few things. I got two big New Japan questions for you. Uh, One, man, I don't know, when I just filled in some holes, this may have changed your mind. So, when I asked if you're going to watch the Battle in the Valley when Mercedes challenges Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship, you're like, oh, you'll see it when you see it. See it secondhand. What Would in the women's division or period in New Japan, what would have to be going on where you're like, I got to watch this live?
1: Hmm. That's never really happened. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say that never happened because I I was it 2017. It was when Adam Cole was feuding Kyle O'Reilly. I think it was 2017 or 2018 Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, I forgot who Cody faced, but that was like the one time I actually. It, like, it would have
0: been sixteen or seventeen, I think.
1: Okay, so
0: because you got to think, probably seventeen. I think cause it was Adam seventeen. Because Adam, Cole, when did he come? It was summer seventeen. He came. Okay, to yeah. So New York.
1: okay, so yeah. So it was Russell Kingdom. Yeah. So twenty seventeen Russell Kingdom. That's the one time I actually like sought out after it, to watch it. <clears> that was really interested Because I, I forgot who Cody faced But I was interested in that Because Cody was hot
0: I think Juice Robinson
1: Yes, you're right C- Cody was hot Adam Cole and Kyle Riley Was out for the artist for the ROH title And was that the time No, Jericho was still in WWE, WWE At the time But yes, he was still the That WWE was the one time I actually sought out Russell Kingdom But other than that There's not really anything That would make me Like Go out of my way To catch New Japan
0: so I'm just going to try to pull up a stat on it, but now keep in mind, so with Wrestle Kingdom, it is always, oh, that's dope, they just, uh, Kenny Pick, double champ Kenny, <laughs> got, you know, I, I'm becoming a Kenny Mark after him winning this belt a second time, it was funny when I met K- Kenta last month and they asked me if I wanted him to sign my sign the belt, so I brought it with me. it was like, nah, I'm cool, I don't do signed belts anymore, but Kent is also the one that has the most pathetic reign with that. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, don't know. I not know. You did not do sign ahead belts ahead. anymore.
0: I can sign all three of my signed Well, I think <laughs> I saw the signed by lethal, and I might may keep keep some of those. I just if somebody will pay top dollar for them, you know, I'll well, whatever. Um, I just feel like if they're just sitting in the bag, I don't have them displayed well. I don't know, but um. All that to say, when uh, I'm thinking this New Japan show that uh, we're referring to is not going to be at four, five, six, seven a.m. or January fourth. Like oh, it's yeah. going to be. I would figure it's going to be Americanized time. So I didn't know if that was something you were aware of. That you were like, oh, okay, this may may sway your take.
1: No, no, I don't think so. Like I said, like it'll it'll be out. Like not, I'm not saying I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Soon after it happens, you know, because I am interested. I like, I like both the women. Okay. So I'm, I'm definitely interested. It's, it's something that you're going to see blasted all over Instagram and Twitter. So I'm yeah. interested in seeing it. So we took care of that. And now let's get into the 2022 well, Maddie Award. Go ahead.
0: I mentioned there was two New Japan things. I'll just keep keep this one brief. There is the uh, there's rumor that WWE wants the whole Tongan family to, you know, come over, sign a deal. But there's conflicting rumors that Jay White's contract is coming up, up, or up in a year. There's a Loser Leaves Town, Hikaleo, Tamatanga's younger brother, versus Jay White coming up in a few weeks. Um, any thoughts if either of those are? I won't even lean more toward Jay White because it's more of a name value. It's the first first man to win every singles title in New Japan your thoughts on if he was to come to America, maybe not even specifically if it was the WWE, if it was to AEW, or in general. I never really, I don't really recall your thoughts on him or if there's any fandom.
1: I don't really have any fandom. I've seen his matches. He's good. He like, he works the style that I prefer, but I never really had any like really big thoughts on Jay White because like I said, I don't really go out my way to catch New Japan. I I I know he's mm-hmm. really good at what he does, but mm-hmm. I never really had any fandom hell of a promo.
0: Hell of a promo!
1: Cause even uh, was he? What? What? He was around for AW's Forbidden Door stuff, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he he challenged. uh, He was in a four way, I believe. Yeah, he was in a four way for the New Japan World Title. It was. He was a champion. He defended it. It was him, Okada, Adam Cole, and Tanahashi was in the main. I'm forgetting who the fourth was. Um. Jay White went over and Jay White you like it was at the time because Jay White did pop up a little bit in A-Dub but he he was like the tweener with where or Adam Cole technically was a tweener where he was rocking with the elite but he was still repping DC. yeah Mm -hmm. so like they were cool in that um yeah I I look forward I'm I'm a fan of him I, I enjoy I love his press conference um interviews he's very colorful in the way he delivers he's funny he takes himself very serious but in a proper way and one thing I remember like when when he was in chaos before turning on them and coming to bullet club I remember like he just to me looked so young he looked like he was probably somebody that could not grow a beard and I remember I think it was Bubba who said it in an interview just said he's like this kid and I just assumed he couldn't grow a beard I don't know if I heard him say in an interview that he couldn't but he said he's like if this guy's going to be a badass heel, he needs to grow a fucking beard <laughs> and play the part. And months later, goatee. Then straggle beard, goatee back and forth, and he became a great heel. And I, I'm a fan. I, I enjoy his music, and I get a kick. I, I don't know. I always pop for just the way the announcer is in, in with the Japanese accent, say his name. Um, he's crazy over, and I look forward to seeing him either place. Obviously, as an AEW guy, I would love to see him there. But... It would, it would move the needle for me if he showed up in WWE. I think that could be a decent, a decent change because it would be somebody. It would be the first time, really, in a long time. I mean, Cody obviously was there, but it'd be the first time in a while where I think somebody could come over out of nowhere, their main card ready, and they would make an impact on the singles division. Where I'm probably wrong, but since AJ it was bigger,
1: I. Yeah, it would be... You
0: can't be. count Cody.
1: No, 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 no. It would be AJ, but my thing is, is he, like, world-renowned like AJ was at the time? So,
0: In the in the essence that he did it in a much shorter period of time, yes. Okay. Like, AJ was 16, 17, 18 years in at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know... Mind you, this is seven years later, and now Jay White is, I think he just said something in an interview that he's 10 years, 12 years in. So mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, these guys count their young boy years and blah, 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 blah. But it, it's it's the name value. All um, and again, you know, with everything that just happened, now probably a long shot, probably a long shot. We're going to get into the Maddies after. I just want to hear your take. <laughs> What do you think would be a bigger pop? And th- this is a sound bite. What would be the bigger pop? A Royal Rumble, Forbidden Doors, similar like how we had Mickey James last year, but with, with, with the surprise. If you get the coin toss and you get Okada's theme music, a one-time New Japan, Okada comes out in the Rumble, or you get that kind of Sword slash down. Here comes Jay White, and he makes a one-time R- Royal Rumble Forbidden Door. Where would be the bigger pop?
1: I for, for America, I think it's Jay White.
0: I, so, so, i you know, I, I'm thinking that way too. O'Connor's got the longer name value, but. And I feel like I'm cheating on... Cause I saw somebody... There was there's an Instagram clip that's been going around. The same question was asked. We're in a podcast. Mm-hmm. And people were saying Okada. But I'm figuring, like, Okada's never... Like, he would probably... Maybe he would sign a one-year deal with WWE. Like, I can't see him coming here. But, like, Jay White could come and do a two-year, a six-year... Be, like, move from Australia and do this thing. Whatever, whatever. Um... But, yeah, the pop, I know I personally would pop bigger for that. I would think Okado. if you get the one time, it would be cool. I would pop in the moment. But glad to see we're on the same page.
1: Yeah, all right. So, our first award is the award named after the show, which we always start off with. So, the nominees for the 2022 Talking All This Madness Award are MJF, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho. I'll just take this one first.
0: <clears throat> and I forget; it's been a year. So, am I going to go five, four, three, two, one? Am I going to one through five?
1: Uh, five, four, three, two, one.
0: Five, four, three, two, one. All right. So again, you know, I brushed up. I did my answers. But I didn't really review it. Where I'm like, man, there are people that like miss out on some of these categories. So, number six, honorable mention, I can't believe he didn't make it, Max Castor. Number five, Sami Zayn.
1: Okay.
0: Number four, Chris Jericho. Number three, Kevin Owens. Number two, Sami Zayn. And Wait, you said Sami Zayn twice.
1: Kevin.
0: Did I? That sounds like something I would do. Yeah. I must have really hated someone on this list. I got MJF for number one.
1: Okay, give me that. Give me that one more time. Five through one. I got
0: MJF for number one. My opinion. My humble opinion. Okay. The, the winner of the uh, talking about this madness. I got Sami Zayn for two. Oh, never mind. I messed up. I'm gonna scraps. Two's gonna be Seth Rollins.
1: Two's gonna be Seth Rollins. Okay.
0: Seth Rollins for number two. Kevin Owens for three. Jericho. For four, Sami Zayn for five, Mister Max Casa the honorable mention. Listen,
1: all right. So you say you had uh, Jer? You said Jericho was five.
0: Uh, no, Sami Zayn was five. Okay. Jericho was four. Okay. Kevin Anthony Owens was
1: three. three. Okay, I got you.
0: All right.
1: So for me, I got I got Chris Jericho number five. I got Kevin Owens number four. I got Seth Roll- <clears throat> I got Seth Rollins number three. I got MJF number two, and Sami Zayn number one. So your winner of the 2022 Talking All This Madness Award goes to MJF.
0: Valentina's gonna be mad at us.
1: I, th- I think he's three-peated for that award. <laughs>
0: Uh, prize only award
1: alright <laughs> alright so we'll jump to my personal favorite category and that's breakout star of the year I'll take this one first but the nominees are Please do. the nominees are Carmelo Hayes, Jade Cargill Wardlow, Jamie Hader and Austin Theory and this is my favorite one because there's people that I didn't put on this list that I can make an argument for but they might just be on that, on the list next year like uh, Roxanne Perez, uh, Cora Jade, um, Ricky Starks had a great year. Hook, we might get some more stuff out of Hook next year. So there's a lot of people that can actually break out, and that's why it's always my favorite award because you can always mix and match people, and there's no really wrong answer. But I thought these were the top five of the year. So my number five is Austin Theory. Um, I thought he had a great year. The Money in the Bank cash in, you could have just had him lose because... The same way, what you got to, you could have got to with him just losing a Roman and not cashing up, cashing up for the U.S. title. Uh, Wardlow, I thought he had a great year until he beat MJF, because after that it just shit the bed. I thought it's like he was at the height, the, high, the highest of highs, and they kind of just brought, brought, brought him down three levels because that should like that's some. That MJF you should be something that should you should get strapped to the rocket rocket to your back and just take off and he didn't really take off. Number three, I'm gonna go with Jamie Hader because I really do like Jamie Hader and the fact that she was Britt Baker's sidekick and rose to the top of the women's the women's mountain in AEW had a banger match with Tony Storm. She's great in the ring. I really, I'm a real fan of Jamie Hader. Uh, number two, I went with Jay Cargill. I'm gonna go on about her a couple times on this show. Um, she's still green. Um but when I see this woman she has my attention <laughs> undivided attention mm-hmm. she can she can hold anybody's attention and she is one of the biggest draws on AEW and number one I'm going with Carmelo Hayes because Mel don't miss There's not all it's not often where you could tell say that somebody has legit everything you could check off. The look, the gimmick, promo, the in-ring the in-ring ability uh, for 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 us, Toyetic. Um, yeah, um if you if you if you're in the if you're in the ring of tires, he always has excellent theme ring of tires. The matches that he had, he had that, that the the banger ladder match stand the liver. He had that banger match with Ricochet for a North American title. Um, he above and beyond this year. So Carmelo Hayes is is my number one for breakout star of the year. I let you go next, buddy.
0: Great job, great points on every. Everyone named there, I, I I feel like you almost gave him an honorable mention last year for breakout. I probably did. I'm a, assu-
1: I, I might have brought it up. You, you
0: you you were day one mellow. Day one mellow. I, I associate him with you a lot. Uh, I'll get into mine. Number five. We share the same. I'm going awesome theory. Um, losing the briefcase, best thing to happen with him. He is. I like his revamped look, looking a little more yes. mature. This and that, dropped the selfie. Maybe I'll be a little more on board with him. But I'm not a big fan, so that's why he's at my number five. Number four, number four. I'm doing, I'm doing Jade. With no oh. fault to her, she commands attention. I love and adore her. I think specifically her. It's funny because I feel like there's someone else at Mandy, I guess in a way, but she's not actually who I'm thinking like. Jade and I feel like the thing she's not almost getting credit for is like there's a stigma and I know you kind of fit in this we like I there's another female wrestler why am I not thinking of it who's like really crazy fit that is drop dead gorgeous like Jade but either way the focus is on Jade Jade is really changing the mold or like if you liked a female wrestler and you were just straight up attracted to her it was always who's the bombshell the one that's got them the chest the ass the blah 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 blah. jade great body physically insane but really you just look at her eyes and her face and it don't matter like she be oh, yeah. wearing a full one-piece outfit covering her whole body you just see that smile in them eyes and you're just like oh <laughs> the most beautiful person i've ever seen in my life She's so low on my list because I've been enamored with her for almost two two years, so I couldn't make her my breakout star. Um, But I love Jade, and she can do no wrong. Number three, I put Wardlow. Um, He would have been higher if, again, there was different booking scenarios. I don't think he completely went down immediately after MJF. Um, Shortly after that, he won the TNT title from Scorpio Sky, and it was a dominant fashion. It was in great celebratory. The celebration was great. However, it went downhill quick. He won the title, and maybe he wasn't fed the right opponents. But the reign is very forgettable, unfortunately, very unfortunate. The stuff of you know, I, I can't wait to see. You know, he got his hair chopped by Samoa Joe. I can't wait to see what happens with him. You know, later down the line. I'm here for Wardlow. I hope 2023. He has a great year. Number two. It's gonna be Carmelo Hayes. This year, I I I always knew the guy had talent, but I started this year, and I would say this probably at the end of the first quarter, um, probably around WrestleMania, where I was I've seen some of his matches, but I'll be honest, I probably was never like one eye kind of catching the TV, but there were some matches where I was like, all right, I'm hearing crazy things. You would text about him. You were I remember you texting last year about some of his matches, and I'm going and I'm watching. I'm like, geez, this guy is insane. And I'll argue. You mentioned, and I'm going to get tortured this, but you mentioned the Ricochets, the Will Ospreys, the Mustafa Ali's. These people that can do these crazy moves that are they're great wrestlers. But Carmelo is is more. He fits everything you just said, but he's also someone when he cuts a promo especially out these diner vignette he did a diner vignette similar to what brown baker and carmelo hayes did um him and trick williams did one this week and i'm literally i'm just watching i'm just like i want to hang out with them. <laughs> i can't tell you last time someone it's been six years since i see someone on nxt and i'm like i want to hang out with <laughs> carmelo hayes command like he's cool he is cool like they better not drop the ball with him when the main roster but I put him at number two only because Jamie Hayter by leaps and bounds just did it on a little bit of a bigger platform she came in over a year ago as Britt Baker's hater got crazy over her. she is she's a great heater. she's got an amazing character she reminds me of I don't know there's like I feel like there's someone I know that reminds me of her I love her her swagger like I remember a year ago like spring summer watching her coming out maybe on a rampage or dynamite and she was again just being bird's heater she probably jobbed out in this match but I'm just watching her entrance and she's walking out there and she's like she's full of herself she thinks she's a badass and she's gonna go out there and, you know she laid it in had a great match I'm just like man she's attractive she has great matches she's commands attention and just kind of I don't know wh- where it comes from it's not like you know we're getting these we're not getting a, a six-minute montage of a promo but she is so over so my 2022 breakout star of the year Jamie Hader, leaps and bounds a few people were all saying modern day we're not buying wrestling shirts for modern people day to day but Jamie Hader, I'd, I'd wear a t-shirt to her
1: <laughs> all right so we had a close one so finishing in fifth place was Austin Theories with two points uh, finishing in fourth place was Warlow with five. Third was Jay Cargo with six. Jamie Hayter in second with eight. And the winner is Carmelo Hayes with nine, who is the 2022 breakout star of the year. Melo, don't miss, baby. So I'll let you take the next one. We're going to go with rivalry of the year. We got MJF versus CM Punk. MJF versus Wardlow. Cody versus Seth Rollins, Christian versus Jungle Boy, and Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch.
0: All right, so don't torch me when I say this, but this was one of the few where I was looking at, it. I was like, geez, I really must have not been supervising the selections," because I'm looking at some of these like the rivalries. Rob- like, I'm like, "What? 2022? Like this is what it was? Like, I'm gonna start with number five: Jungle Boy, Christian." It had the making for so much more. I do love we had long term story booking, but we had a one second match between Christian and Jungle Boy. The feud maybe isn't over, so I, I got to put that as my number five. Number four, I'm gonna go Wardlow and MJF. I'm gonna go really? Wardlow and MJF because the match the match ends and it's one of those things where it's probably like it was six months ago and it's like where does it like it's forgettable to me at this point i'm just thinking like were those gone from the pinnacle or the pinnacle with mjf because they repped the pinnacle without him as the foursome for a one-night thing but that's over that's done with he became a singles champion he won it he he did some other things MJF, has, he did the stuff with Punk, he did stuff with, with Mox, he did stuff with Regal, he's now doing, and obviously we're in 2023 now, but yeah, that's I, that's got to be my number four. Number three, I'm going to put, because there was the time, there was a the storyline, this may surprise you, you may have this up higher, but number three, I'm going Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Um, it probably went shorter than I think, but to me, it felt like the storyline went for a while. Um, number two man number two and number one is hard and I feel like number one or two this may be similar to breakout my number two is who became number one and I can see this going either way but I'm going with Cody and Seth Rob. Um we had great promos we had three great in ring matches unfortunately an injury and surgery being needed Cody was out stories there. Great welcome back. There's I'm looking for a great 2023 for both of them. But the nostalgia, the Ring of Honor entrance, the real life promo, Rosie O'Donnell skit being a reference, <laughs> the heat, the matches, the, and I'm going to talk more about it later. But CM Punk and Maxwell Jacob Freeman were the rivalry of the year for 2022.
1: All right, so for me, I'm gonna go with my number five. Was I'm actually gonna do a switch, but it's not really gonna matter. But my number five was Christian and Jungle Boy because you did convince me to swap them out, but it's only swapping out of the spot. Uh, I want this so bad. Uh, first of all, Christian in a turtleneck. <laughs> Whoa. Time to pop jacket. Richie real quick.
0: I got to pop Richie real quick. So, I mentioned earlier that Adam Cole came back, and you said you knew it.
1: hmm.
0: You want to know how I knew you knew it? How? Oh. You dressed him tonight. <laughs> Did I? You dressed him tonight. Oh,
1: God. I didn't pay attention to his fit, so we'll see. But uh, I'll, I'll look Me and into it Richie later. Did.
0: Me and Richie did, and both of us concur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, my number four was um, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. I did think it was good, a little too long for my taste for the, for these two women, but I thought Becky Lynch had a great year. She's she had like a really good underrated year, and. The match at WrestleMania was fantastic. The SummerSlam match was great. And the stuff that Becky's doing right now, coming back to being the man, I think it's really good for her. her. But that was my number four. Number three, I went with MJF and Wardlow. Like I said, like, I'm not going to hold the match against them, really. Because the storytelling that they told, despite the match, and I think we talked about this after the match happened. Even though MJF was going through that stuff, it was kind of like a squash, like it should have been. Um, but I'll go with M. That's my number three. Number two is going to be what did I have? I had MJF and Punk for number two, and Cody and Seth Rollins. I had number one. And the reason I ha- I have Cody and Rollins number one is because I talked about this when we when the build of WrestleMania started and the rumor of Cody coming was coming back was starting to get fire. That feud started before Cody debuted, because I'm not sure if you remember, Rollins was teaming with Owens, trying to find a way to WrestleMania. And they had that banger tag match for the tag titles on Raw, with Street Profits and Alpha Academy. And they kept having these last chance opportunities, and then they both go on and go their separate ways, and they both find their respective matches at WrestleMania. And then Cody comes, and then Rollins comes, and we'll get to that. A little bit later, the three matches were great. Two are on our match of the year list. I'll get to the final match they had at the end of the, sh- at the, end of the show, but that's my number one. And we have a tie.
0: Okay, good. Because I was going to say, if two in a row are ones and twos are flipped, and if I lose twice, I want to know how this is happening.
1: <laughs> and we do not have a tiebreaker, so I guess we'll just call it a tie. The that's cool.
0: That's cool too. They're one from each company. I'm I'm fine with that if you're fine with that. Yeah, I'm
1: fine with that. That's fine with me. So that well the AW feud in the WWE feud, that's fine with me. That is fine with me. So okay. So my favorite category is next where me and you argue and you hate me. Tag team of the year. <laughs> so I'll take this one first. Well the nominees are go ahead. You well, I'm so,
0: yep, okay. Yeah, this, so, this is gonna be a, this is
1: gonna be a shit show. Somebody phone a friend. Okay. So number one. So the nominees were Toxic Attraction, The Young Bucks, FTR, The Acclaimed, and The Usos. So number five for me, it, it pained me to do this, but Toxic Attraction. I really want them on this list because you know I love, when you know I love Toxic Attraction, and in an era where I me mean, the thing I like about the most was. First of all, women's tag team divisions in all companies are terrible, but NXT sure. does, a, d- does a decent job. I'll put it that way. They do a decent job, and Toxic Attraction were the tag team champions all just about half the year, and even though they're not really like for, formidable tag teams, they were in important storylines with those titles. And when they weren't the champions, you'll appreciate this. They wanted to get the titles back. And that's what, I man. You grew up, grew up on when the the Hardy's or the Bellies lost the tag team titles, they would immediately try to get them back. They didn't lose focus. They weren't doing nothing else. They wanted the titles back. Everything was about the titles, and that's what it was with Toxic Attraction all year, even to this day. Manny Rose is going to try and get the women's title, but even before that, it was about their tag team titles and do anything to get them. Number four, Young Bucks. Number three, this is because of Tony Khan, and he don't know what the fuck he's doing. Is FTR uh, so that's my number three. Number two, I'm going with the Acclaim. Love the rise of the Acclaim throughout the year. The most, we're the most overacted AEW. Please get back in the camera. I hope you did not die. And number one, I hope you're feeling oozy, because number one is the Usos. I'm about
0: to change my list to mess <laughs> you up. I literally told Valentina I was making my list. She says, "Why are you laughing?" I said, Well sometimes I'm put mine in certain orders just to piss Aaron off. (laughs) Well I didn't So (laughs) when you started saying this is gonna be where we're gonna argue, I didn't know we were. Oh we do this every year.
1: We do this every year. Mind you, yeah, you I, I, I've love, given...
0: You don't love or respect tag team wrestling. You're just obsessed with women's wrestling, so you threw a toxic attraction in here. And this, you're, just, hey, you're off the killer. No, filter. no. Yo, put the bubbly down. You need no, a drink after no, this. this. No, no, no. I'm about you to see? crack another beer. No, you're no, pissing me off. No,
1: you see this? Because remember, I posted who deserves the last spot. And I remember a certain friend of mine picked toxic attraction. Okay. Well, unlike
0: you, I did not put toxic attraction at number five really the young bucks are at number five Whoa! Because, <laughs> you know what everyone on this all these nominees have held tag titles this year except the young Bucks. the young bucks were two-thirds of the trios tag team championship of the you know the, the inaugural trios okay tag team championship, but that was for less than 48 hours Okay. They also weren't on T V for sixty days. So yeah, young Bucks were number five. There's argument, and I'm not even a Street Profits Mark. You the profits could have been on this list over the bucks. RK Bro could have been on this list over the bucks. Who are I But your list? I, I, is let, let,
1: shit. I need some I need brown. I need some I need some brown your to drink.
0: Pause it. Go get some. You need a drink after this. Your list is disgusting. Go ahead. Number four was Toxic Attraction. Shout out to them. And if I'm correct, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know NXT very well. But if I'm correct, they held the NXT Tag Titles twice this year. Yes. Twice this year. Ooh. I changed my list. Number four is The Acclaimed.
1: What? How?
0: how I my oh my God!
1: Oh, hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! You you are killing me here. No, this is you, take no no this, no. This is a turn I never thought I'd take. First of all, you the say th- you saying the Bucks not on a list is is, right. is
0: so, so kills sh- me. So so
1: shout out to Billy Gunn.
0: Shout out to the claim. Shout out to them naturally getting over. I I was at Dynamite months ago in Philly. The crowd went crazy for them. I did not like the way they got their rematch. They literally, due to the crowd's reaction, and it is it is shown in the shit show of that post-show interview, Tony Khan was going a different way with Swerve and Glory and who they were going to face. They didn't want to be giving them a rematch. They definitely didn't want to drop the titles to them. Maybe that was going to happen. Either way, that happened organically. They're one-time tag champions. And that's all back half of the year. So number four is the acclaim. Number three is toxic attraction. Number two is the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. Holding the SmackDown tag titles for 400 plus something days. And if you weren't listening during Raw, it seems like they're just defending the Raw tag titles against Judgment Day soon.
1: I did so, hear something about that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't look too much into it,
0: but I did read. I, know, I did listen to something. With you and your BS, you're speaking over there. Because number one, let's make it very clear: the number one tag team of 2022 in all of pro wrestling is Seven Star FTR. The only team to hold three different world tag titles simultaneously.
1: As oh, I said, also, it's
0: Tony Khan's fault. <laughs> well, Tony Khan also did put titles on them. It was on an AEW t- pay-per-view where they won the IWGP tag titles. It was on an AEW... Well, never mind. It was on Ring of Honor's pay-per-view, his show, where they won the ROH titles. They defended them on all. They, they held the A tag titles for over a year. FTR... I get, you know, Acclaim's crazy over. They are moving merch now. FTR has been moving merch. They're Tag Team of the Year. I can't wait to hear these numbers.
1: All right, so finishing in last place was the Young Bucks with three points. Finishing I'm scared. Finishing, I'm going to switch from beer. Finishing in fourth place was my beloved Toxic Attraction with four points. Number three was the Acclaim with six. Number two was FTR with eight. And your tag team of the year is the Usos with nine points.
0: Jimmy and Jay. All, right. All right, you know what? I don't want to. It guess make sense.
1: All right, so we'll go. Sense. We'll go next with show of the year. Nom. You, you can take this. Sh- nominees are Revolution, Double or Nothing, Clash at the Castle, WrestleMania, and Full Gear. <laughs>
0: For all the listeners at home, we call that a Westchester cricket because that's a Levante Hilsner. Ah, all right, show of the year. This one's gonna pop you. This one's gonna pop you. All right, number coming in at number five. Right, you're. Right, we're, this is. We're gonna be off from this. Okay. Clash at the castle.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Number four, double or nada. Number three, full gear. Number two, wait, I apologize. Number four is full gear. Number three is double or nothing.
1: Okay, one second.
0: Double or nothing coming in at number three.
1: Okay, one second. All right, go ahead.
0: And I gotta give my explanation before I get into this. I'd love my number two. I may have been a little hasty. But number two is revolution. Number one is WrestleMania. I put WrestleMania at number one, maybe because it was two days long. Maybe because it delivered two days back to back. Maybe because Stone Cold had his first match in 19 years. It brought an emotional, happy tear to my eye, but at the same time, was it the same night or was it a different night that I got another emotional tear to my eye when Cody Rhodes made his return to WWE? Same night. You got the laughter and the shenanigans and the tomfoolery of the Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. You got Roman Reigns going over on Brock at Mania. Clean. Mania, Mania this year. WrestleMania thirty eight was the show of twenty twenty two.
1: All right. So my number five was Full Gear. Four was Double or Nothing. Three was hold. On. What did I do here? Three was Revolution.
0: I knew, I knew, <laughs> yo, Prep, what up?
1: <laughs> number four was, yeah, the AEW show. number four was, no, number four was WrestleMania, and number one for me was Clash of the Castle, because I loved that show, I thought it was a well done show, and that main event had me on my ass the entire time, Roman and Drew, excellent match, excellent storytelling. Had me at the edge of my seat the entire time. So, finishing in last place was Full Gear with three points. Finishing in fourth was Double and with five. Third was Clash of the Castle with six. Second was Revolution with seven. And your winner for Match of the Year is WrestleMania with nine. Show of the year. All righty. All right, so now we're getting into the fun ones. So, we're gonna go. With, if you wanna go with matches or or stars of the year first.
0: All right, we're gonna go. And actually, I'm gonna give the nominees. We're gonna go, and it's perfect because we just left show of the year. Now, I, I love you. You gave as your show of the year number one, Clash the Castle. Did you? You did you watch that live? So I remember you. I did. I did. All right. So a little bit of what judge mine. There was probably three specific outside of uh, know I missed my first AEW show. I I missed one AEW pay-per-view I did not watch live. It was the first AEW pay-per-view I did not watch live. I did not watch SummerSlam this year live. I did not watch it for the second year in a row live. I don't even know if I watched the whole show. I know I watched the main event. No, actually, I did watch the whole show. I watched the whole show the next day. I did not watch the entirety of Clash of the Castle, and I did not watch it live. There's another show, another WWE show that's maybe beloved this year, but I did not watch. I maybe only watched the main event, so that may sway. <laughs> that may sway me for uh, my opinion on this. So let's get into it. We're gonna go match of the year. Women's All right,
1: events.
0: the nominees we got are. Survivor Series, gonna... the War Games match. Okay, so you're going with I was, Match I was, was going to name the nominees for the listeners at home. Pop, you take a, take a little bit of that weight off your shoulder, all right? We got Survivor Series, War Games, got the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. We had WrestleMania, the return of Cody Rhodes, to the surprise of Seth Rollins. Speaking of that, we had the third and final match in the Trio in a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell, Cody versus Seth. We had Revolution, which was a dog collar match between CM Punk and MJF. And we had the Dynamite Trio's Tag Team Match in the Trio's Tag Team Tournament, United Empire versus the Elite, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. That's the please after I just named the nominees. Let me hear your last.
1: Okay. <clears throat> so uh my number five was Elite and United Empire.
0: Knew that was coming.
1: All right, number four was War Games. Number three was Cody and Rollins at WrestleMania. Number two was See <laughs> This one's gonna be biased because I not I have not rewatched this match. I, but I rewatched my number one earlier this week, so my number two is Punk and MJF at Revolution, and my number one is Cody and Rollins inside Hell in a Cell, which I'm not sure if you revisited it, but that match is a work of art. Literally from Rollins' entrance with the polka dots, Rollins' face, seeing Cody's torn pec, the shot of Rollins face with that evil smile that he does was perfect. Working the enti- peck the entire time. Cody going through all lengths, actually working through the match, winning with a broken freaking pack. Excellent match, excellent effort. So that is my match of the year. Before I get into my list, did we watch
0: the Revolution together? No. I'd assume not.
1: No, okay. you were Richie.
0: Okay. All right, so I'm going to get into my list. This was not easy. This is not easy. These, And believe me, and it's been on the socials, we were having a hard time picking the fifth match. There there was a lot of good wrestling this year. Mm-hmm. So I think if we did have Richie on the show, if we did have Prep on the show, if we had Donovan on the show, if we had Big Day on the show, if we had either the Walker brothers on here, if we had random listeners... I think ten out of ten people, the list would be different. I'm gonna get into mine. My number five was the final of the trio, the Hell in the <laughs> Selma, between Seth and Cody. Okay. I did not watch the match live, and I think that's a big part of it. I maybe I did. Um, I, I didn't watch it live either. Yeah, for, I don't. I'm trying to remember what I was doing that night because
1: I was with you that night. And then we split. K
0: okay, Fabe's still alive. Okay, <laughs> so... um, I, I don't know about whatever is going on in it. And I know I popped for stuff doing polka dot. Um, tip of the hat to Cody for the bravery of going through the match with the injury. Unfortunately, my pop, my... It, it was, it, yes, it was in the disgusting red cell, but it's the third of the series. It's like, all right, it's you know, it's going to be over. Where are they going? They're, you know, they already had two bangers with no title on the line. I figured he was just going to do the favor for Seth. I thought he would win. More amazing, he, he, Seth, go, or Cody goes over. If there was ever time for him to do the favors, it's just, dude, you have the greatest excuse ever. You've got this torn injury. Um, I do I think I watched it the weekend it happened, but I did re-watch it last week. The match is great. Unfortunately, maybe because I did not watch it live, it, it, it's not up there in my top four. I wanted to give this a higher one because I knew it would be your number five. Um, I am not, was not. Maybe I am, but I was not a Will Ospreay guy. My, I think I'm missing like two or three New Japan Super 7s. And hey, Will Ospreay, I make the joke to myself because it's just to myself. Where I'm like, I would probably get all of them except him. His haircut's different. I don't get the, sword. <laughs> the
1: haircut's different.
0: Um, it does come with the New Japan Light Heavyweight Championships. That kind of makes you want it. But yeah, I wasn't big on him. I got Will Ospreay during this match. I figured out who he was. I figured out the fandom. The match is amazing. The guy's a star. He's in that conversation of the four best wrestlers in the world. He's insane. The match was awesome, and it wasn't even the finals of the Trios tournament. Speaking of tournaments, speaking of match of the years, there's a bunch of singles matches of Dax Harwood that could have been on this list. There's a bunch of FTR matches that could have been on this But honorable mentions. Number three. Wait. did I'm,
1: You didn't say three. Holy
0: crap. I messed up. All right. You know what? I, was, I said three. You didn't. You want to know how much I hate you? My number three on my list is Dynamite Trios Tournament. That's what I'm reading here in black black and white on this yellow piece of paper. But I, I put that as number three just to try to mess up your numbers. No, don't, don't go into it. Because in my heart, it's not. Because number three could arguably be number one. I, I will argue, again, I'm. I'll be 32 in a few weeks. I have not watched every War Games match ever. But the War Games Bloodline versus the Baby Faces, is the greatest War Games match ever. <laughs> that match was Shakespeare, and I'm mad at myself that's not number one.
1: What what number do you have that?
0: No, I have that as number three.
1: Number three War okay.
0: Games Bloodline going over. There was story. I put that match on. I, I, I literally I watched that match with my ex, and I looked over at her, and I was like, "That's amazing." It might not. It might, be, you know, it was right after the match ended. I replayed it. And I was like, I looked at her dead serious. Dead serious. So I was like, do you not see the story that just took place?
1: Did you give her a hug?
0: No, I probably <laughs> stuck my cock in her. But number two match of the year is the WrestleMania first of the saga Cody versus Seth Rollins. Cody coming back, the fandom, the. AEW persona of Cody, the independent persona, the music, the delivery. It was great. It was beautiful. But my number one match of the year, again, kind of mentioned it earlier in a couple different aspects. I was a little wrong where I said it'd be the only award he wins, but I'm going with MJF versus CM Punk at Revolution.
1: All right. So finishing in fifth place was the late elite in United Empire with three Fourth was the War Games match with five. Third place was Cody and Rollins Hell in a Cell. Second was Cody and Rollins WrestleMania. And the winner of the and match of the year is CM Punk and MJF from Revolution.
0: And we talked a lot about Punk. I know MJF winning some awards, but shout out to Phil. He's winning some a year and awards.
1: Alright, so you gonna go to we'll go to yeah, women's here, match next. A
0: you ain't no pop for that. No reaction. No. <laughs>
1: Well, I I forgot to put the uh, the CM Punk Elite backstage brawl on the match of the year list. So <laughs> so I guess it was women women's match of the year time. Nominees are Becky Lynch versus Lita, Becky Lynch versus Oscar versus Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair Becky Lynch WrestleMania, Tony Storm Jamie Hayter full gear. In Charlotte, R- Ronda Rousey WrestleMania backlash.
0: Please let me give mine first. Go ahead. Going with the Elimination Chamber match is my number five. Okay. I have Becky, uh, Becky and Lita. Number four. I'm going with the match from Hell in a Cell. Number three. I'm going with the uh, WrestleMania backlash and SmackDown Women's title. Number two, I'm going WrestleMania with the Raw Women's Title. Number one, I'm going
1: full gear. Hmm, that's interesting. Oh, well, I'm not the, surprised. The
0: opposite of your list.
1: I'm starting. I'm starting to feel like a, a spite coming from you.
0: <laughs> you just feeling it?
1: Yeah, I, I really am because I take my ranking seriously. I'm not trying to spite anybody over here.
0: Whoa, my, I took
1: mine serious. <laughs> All right, so my number five was Charlotte and Rhonda from Backlash. Number four for me was Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter. Oh, yep,
0: yeah, I knew
1: that. Number three was Becky and Lita from Chamber. Number two was Becky. I
0: got to
1: rewatch that. We talked about it on the show. Me, like, we had a ball talking about that show. We, thought, we actually thought Lita was going to win. I'd be tripping. I'd be
0: tripping. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. As you just said that, it came back. All right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm tripping
1: sometimes. All right. So, uh, my number two was Becky, Bianca, Oscar from Hell in a Cell, Triple Threat. And number one was Bianca and Becky Lynch from WrestleMania. And finishing in fifth place was... Well, tied for tied for fifth was Charlotte and Rhonda and Becky and Lita. Third place was Bianca, Oscar, and Becky from Hell in a Cell. Second place was Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, full gear. And your winner for women's match of the year is Bianca and Becky Lynch from WrestleMania.
0: I still can't believe the tag team of the year that was some bullshit, man.
1: <laughs> I still so can't believe Eric doesn't put his Baluck Young Bucks on a tag team list. I got yelled at Love one Young year for Bucks, not but This doing was that. not
0: their, this was not their, now 2022 is not their year. Okay. Okay. Accolades matter. Okay. <laughs> Dude, Accolade X. Y'all gave me the name. you don't think I ain't going to pop through, like, like. title <coughs> name? No.
1: All right, so. Like,
0: Women's Superstar of the Year, are we, are we, like, just so everybody knows, we do not have, uh, almost a superhero. What the heck was her name?
1: Oh, Nikki ASA. Nikki, Nikki she was
0: going to be number, she was number five, but we took her off because she threw a belt in the, she tried <laughs> to throw a belt in the trash. I don't respect that around here, so she didn't
1: make it. Yeah, she didn't make it, but Well, tell you, we'll tell you who did make it. That's Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Jay Cargill, Mandy Rose, and Bianca Belair. You want me to take this first? Yeah,
0: because, yeah, you got All right, so
1: number five for me was Thunder Rosa because that's how AW treated her. number four I had I had Britt Baker number three I had Bianca Belair number two I had Jay Cargill and number one the million dollar woman Mandy Rose who's improved leaps and bounds and I miss her already Mandy Rose is my Women's star of the year go ahead man we wasn't too far off
0: not too far off at all all right so drum roll please swig at a cold thing before we get the actual calculations for the maddies from Two 25 number five for the women's superstar of the year thunder rosa not going to blame it on AEW or TK. I'm going to say this definitely has something to do with injury. Uh, bookie may not have went completely perfect, but it may have been lack of, I don't know, some of her, her matches while champion were not as good as her matches not being champion. She did not have many matches as champion. her promos weren't best as some of the ones when she was chasing the title. So number five, I got Thunder Rosa. Number four, I got Bianca Belair.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Well, number number three, I got Britt Baker. Number two, I got the beautiful Jade Cargo. Number one, unanimously, it's gonna be Mandy Rhodes, NXT Women's Champion for over four hundred days. <laughs>
1: I feel like she needs. I feel. I kind of feel like she needs to do like a, a laugh now since she's a million dollar woman, right.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> All right. So finishing in fifth, last place was Thunder Rosa with two points, tied for fourth. Well, tied for third, we'll say was Bianca Belair and Britt Baker. Second was Jay Cargill, and your winner, as X said, it was unanimous. Mandy Rose. So Mandy Rose went from being the breakout last year to the top spot this year as Women's Star God, of the Year alright and it's now time for our final award we may argue again so nominees are for Wait, Superstar quick, of the Bestie, Year go ahead
0: Bessie. before before we argue because we probably will I want you to keep this in the back of your head this is going to be an honorable mention honorable mention Maddie this year and hopefully it moves forward okay it's going to be a new, new award okay as you know as you and Prep nicknamed me, accolade act, big fan for the titles. I don't don't need your answer now. I want you to think of it as it's going to be hard. We might go on a little sidebar after we give our five for Superstar of the Year. Hopefully, we can come up with this. In the year of 2022, in your opinion, what was the championship of the year? And we'll save that. We'll circle back to it after we give our list. Okay.
1: So, you mean which was like booked the best?
0: Yes, you could take this book the best, what mattered the best, what was. So, and I'll give it in my opinion. So, when you would think back to the year where John Cena was doing the Open Challenge, the United States Championship was the most important title Yeah, I got you. Think about, like, any peak year with the IC title. That was the title that year. Maybe, and I could be wrong because it may not have been, but let's say, like, uh, I would say 2015 the WWE World Title the network logo that was cuz that did flip flop we had Seth we had Brock we had Roman we had Sheamus hold it so again something like that you think about what title was the most important for 2022 i'll give my 5 or no actually here i want you to go first with your 5 for superstar of the year and that gives you a moment to think about it while i do mine
1: all right so nominees were Roman Reigns MJF Seth Rollins John Moxley and Hangman Page so my number 5 was Hangman Page Number, see, this was tough because I kind of awarded, I talked about this early in the year too. It was like an infirmary for the first half of the year. Infirmary? And like, Roman Reigns, he did earn his time off, but he did take time off. So I'm actually going to make a switch. So my number four is Roman Reigns, which is crazy. Wow. That's disgusting. i make a change. Number three, I went with Mox
0: races.
1: Number two, I went MJF and number one, I went with Seth Rollins. Like I said, I'm awarding you being there the entire year and Seth Rollins was excellent throughout the entire year. He was there every week. He gave you burner after barn burner after barn burner promo after promo fit after fit. It was great. So Seth Rollins is my number one for superstar of the year.
0: All right, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit. Let me start with the contradictory point. Um, I agree with your sentiments on what you used to do your rankings. However, a big thing to me, as much as in the ring mattered, championships matter. I'm an accolade that. So, winning championships, holding championships for reigns, Defending championships are going to matter. And that also having matches. AEW is too new of a company to have a part-time superstar. So my number five for superstar of the year is MJF.
1: Re- he hasn't he missed, had what, two he months. Match.
0: Do you know any matches
1: he's had this year? I don't.
0: Probably less than Roman.
1: Really? Okay. That shocks Roman me. Roman
0: is... Okay. Roman, who's been a full-time superstar for over a decade in WWE, I think, I, I, I uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's fifteen, sixteen. I don't even think it's been that much. Um, you know what, for listeners, while we're all chiming, because you probably in your car wondering, "Wow, what is this drunk idiot talking about?" Yeah, matches in twenty twenty-two. I am. Yeah, because it's been a hot topic. Uh, I can't – it's not an easy, quick pop-up. But he he didn't have a lot of matches. He did win his first AEW championship. He won the world title, which he has not defended yet. And I'm already annoyed his first defense is going to be at a pay-per-view. I'm annoyed about that because Chris Jericho, who's the inaugural champion – or like the third episode of Dynamite defended the belt. The, Chris Jericho, who's been in the ring for 30 plus years, defended the AEW world title several times in the ring on or, or free TV. Moxley lost it on free TV to Kenny. Kenny defended it on free TV. Uh, Hangman had hour-long 60-minute Iron Man matches on free TV. MJF's been there. MJF is number five for my superstar of the year this is not easy These this is a stacked list you could argue there could be more people in it and the crazy thing is it's hard with just these five I put Seth Rollins he yes the drip yes his promos he was a great heel he did a great job as a tweener I guess right now we have a full blown baby face yes did he win the United States Championship I think he maybe defended it one time and then lost it. Maybe he didn't even get to defend it once. Titles matter. Titles come into play on my list. Seth Rollins, number four. Hangman, Adam Page, number three. Uh, I put him in number three. Yes, he did miss about two months after a concussion. However, he came back October in 2021 and hit the ground running. Um, He won his first world title. It was his second title in AEW. He got to defend it. He had some banger matches on free TV. Great hardcore Texas Death matches with the likes of Lance Archer. These banger matches with whether uh, with Brian Danielson. Him and Kenny mixed it up. Him and Mox got to touch for the first time. Hangman Adam Page number three. Number one and two not easy not easy and I'm probably going to surprise I'm definitely going to surprise people putting John Moxley at number two John Moxley won his uh, internal AEW world title he became definitive world champion by beating CM Punk uh, I believe then he wins a tournament and becomes an undisputed three time AEW world champion it is not and I'm I'm probably wrong. He probably should be number one. Um, the only reason I put Roman Reigns as number one for superstar of the year is I accept this year, like, Roman, I've been a fan. We've been a fan. 2015, we were calling ourselves pop, uh, official the
1: Official the podcast. podcast of Roman Reigns.
0: Roman, official podcast of Roman Reigns. But... In this year, you gotta accept he's the biggest name active in WWE. He is a draw. He is an insane athlete. He is arguably the best, arguably the best wrestler in WWE. He can go in the ring. He, can, he the guy can do it all. And at this point, there's the conversation that whether you get the dream match of him and his older cousin. He at this point he has a better wrestling career than The Rock. He's got better accolades than The Rock. He, I I just don't know what else the guy can do. And when you got this over two year long reign as the universal champion, right now holding both world titles, again, titles matter. He unified the titles. Who knows how they're going to split up, what he's going to do. This is going to be three years in a row at the Royal Rumble, defending the Blue Universal title. I don't know how not to, to put it, but 2022, Roman Reigns, Superstar of the Year.
1: All right, so we have a three-way tie, but I do have a tiebreaker for this. So, Can you text someone that quick? Well, Oh, no, I have the Instagram tally for this. Oh, well, good work,
0: good work, good work. Yeah so, good work. I do,
1: All right, cool. yeah, so I do have a tiebreaker for this, so... Finishing in last place was Hangman with four points. Fourth was MJF with five. Third was Seth Rollins. Well, tied for second it was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns with seven. And with the tiebreaker, your winner is John Moxley and Superstar the Re- Wrestler of the Year.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like
1: that. What?
0: your switch for wrestler
1: of the year yes he, he's not a superstar he's a wrestler alright so to answer your question for title of the year this is hard because huh
0: I don't think it was an easy one and I don't even know if I completely had my answer but it was one of those you know and again you, you factor in the whole year I, you know what Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I guess I got mine. But I want you go for, uh, I'll go first if needed.
1: Yeah, go, please go first because I'm, I'm trying. Oh, I'm trying here.
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. I don't want to say I got a tie, but I got a two and a one. Okay. I got my my number two. Is going to be the WWE United States Championship. And I say that because now again, I'm a belt mark and I think if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have probably been wrong. But if you would ask like like, all right, January first of last year, who was United States champion and who all held it this year, I might have been wrong. Like Damian Priest was still the champion at the beginning of the year. Was he? I believe at the day one of I think yeah. Cool. I saw one of the Instagram things like it's like you know from this year to this year like like who ended this year with it who started and I believe they still showed a picture of him, but I'm pretty sure it was him because it went from him to then him dropping it to Finn. Finn okay. had the short run. Finn drops it to Theory. Um, you had Theory. Who did Theory first drop it to? Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And you got Lashley who just arguably debuts that belt. I know, obviously, MVP ran around with it in COVID era, but it was really Apollo Crews. Then Bobby had that first run with that new design, but Bobby Lashley this year made that title important, and he made you care about that title. And then with everything going on with, you know, open challenges, Seth and people running to try to, you know, challenge for it, whether it be Ali or uh, Ziggler, so much stuff going on. But that, that's, and you know, whenever we're talking about, well, Roman's got the other titles hostages, that I wish, and it was, it's big shoes to fill, and again, two hours versus three hours, but like Gunther, was, Gunther could not do what for the IC title. And again, it could be booking, but you couldn't evade the IC title as important as the guys on Raw did with the U.S. title, in my opinion. However, with all that said, I think if you would go up to somebody randomly and say, hey, like, who all held the U.S. title? And I'm not trying to call because of flip-flop. It might have been more people that held the U.S. title. I'm not trying to count Reigns. But if you had a name, everyone that held the U.S. title versus my number one, most important title of 2022 would be the AEW world champion. It was always something that was kind of hot topic. Who's got the belt? What's going on? When you got the stuff, whether it be from – all out, whether you got, you know, a couple tournaments that may have had it taken place because of vacant belts, but it was always a hot topic. Who's the champion? Who's going to be the champion? In my opinion, could be biased, but I, I pulled the AEW world title as the title of the year.
1: I don't think I'll disagree with you because that title was on TV every week and AEW, they kind of, they since they have like the quarterly pay-per-views, they're kind, the way they book the championship It's kind of a little different the way WWE does it because they'll have a title, they'll have like a a title feud blow off on an episode of Dynamite. So Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll disagree with you on that. But one, because I I I see your point.
0: I guess a third honorable mention. I see
1: your point with the U.S. title. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But hmm.
0: If you say, I'm just closing my laptop.
1: I don't disagree, but I'll just give an honorable mention to the North American title.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Cool. I can appreciate it. All right. What do you Let think I was going to say? I was scared shitless you were going to say WWE tag titles.
1: Oh. Um. I can make an argument about it because there's two and they were Won't be good Won't be a good argument. Oh, it it would be.
0: But don't not when it's coming from a company that a one man can always beat the whole tag
1: team. Yeah, I guess if you if you want to if you want to put that in the argument, which I wasn't, but I'll say in the North American title because one Carmelo Hayes held it for majority of the year. When did he lose it?
0: When did he lose
1: uh, it? It's he lost like, it. Like he lost the mania. He did. He lost the mania weekend, but got it back, and then he lost in that. And he lo- Well, he lost a the solo. Then the belt got vaca- vacated. And that's when Wesley won. And even like when Wesley won, like they were doing an excellent job like building him up. And then even now, like, they, they, they do a good job of making him feel important as a North American champion. They may,
0: but not to cut you off. In my opinion, because I really got into Carmelo, after him getting, after Solo getting stripped, I know Wesley's the champion, or at least I think he still is, but the title's forgettable after that.
1: If you like Wesley, you like him. You don't, you don't. But, yeah, but no,
0: like, Car- like it, it's almost, it really is a tip of the hat to Carmelo Hayes. Oh, it, oh,
1: it definitely is, yeah. I,
0: I don't, I don't think, and you know, I've said this, and I tip my hat off to you about this all the time. As the belt more guy, I'm like, you were a fan of the aesthetic of that belt when it debuted. I was not. And I've said for a while, like that's been one of the only modern outside of the U.S. belt because I do like the new one. But I've, I've like wanted to buy that, but not because of the appearance because the people that have held it 90% of the time made that belt matter. It was good champions. It was great matches. But I think we're going to be looking for a couple years until somebody make that belt matter as much as Carmelo Hayes did because – as he said, he's the A champion. That belt was more important than the world title.
1: Yeah, and the one and thing... Him
0: as that champion versus Braun breaker it's like, all right, cool. Like, hey, look, oh, you got 20 minutes. You can watch one match. You, you're going to want to watch the NXT North American Championship match if Carmelo Hayes is defending versus Braun Baker.
1: Yeah, and then they kind of did a good job of keeping those two away from each other. I think that'll be the WrestleMania weekend match. For the NXT title, oh,
0: that'd be the proper person. And dude. the question is
1: who? And the question is who's who's gonna lose and come up? Because I think whoever loses is, is getting called up. Ooh. All right, so that's it for the 2022 Maddie Awards. You got anything else for me?
0: No, no. Great time. Thank you for the listeners for listening. I hope you guys are, uh, agree with everything I said. <laughs> I hope you guys hated Aaron's Taker and Tag Team of the Year.
1: All right, I hope you guys did it. So, um, subscribe. Didn't on drink all-
0: as much as I did. We all got to take a pill.
1: All right. So, subscribe on all podcast platforms and hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe on YouTube and use code M Madness to save ten percent off your order. For X2Fly Eric Trim-Vicky, I'm Alok. Talking
0: all this madness. They talking all the they talking all the day.
1: Hop on the top rope, about to land with this elbow. Got 'em now, them down right now, Hit them with the palm handle.